Hey, thank you for joining me today on Hope for Heroes Texas. This is Brad Cornell, where we serve those who serve us as they carry the weight of the badge. It's gonna be a long one, another graveyard shift. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Brad Cornell here, Hope for Heroes. Yes, another Weight of the Badge podcast coming on today. And I want to thank you so much for all you do. Go to the Weight of the Badge um, podcast and check out who we have on today. You need to listen to the podcast every week. And uh, Hope for Heroes, TX.org. Of course, it's uh, December and we need all your support. It's all through 100% of your support that Hope for Heroes exists. Starting in January, it'll start on the 14th and the 21st and the 28th. We're going to have officers coming to the uh, Hope for Heroes greeting. You're going to want to be there for that. So come to the Bevy Hotel. Go on our website, check out. Come at 930. Have some breakfast tacos, cup of coffee, and welcome some of the most incredible individuals that God has blessed us with. And that's our first responders. And I am so blessed today to have one of my dear friends on, but not only just a great friend, but it all began years ago when I had a radio program and he was on it. And I had no idea what a diamond this man is. And he's uh, he's San Antonio Police Department, better known as SAPD. He's been on the force for 12 years. He started as an officer, of course, patrol. And then he does really important things. And that's a public information officer, community engagement He's got a beautiful wife and three kids, and he is one of the finest men of God I've ever met, and he encourages me and so many more every day. Help me welcome today to the Weight of the Badge podcast, Officer Doug Green. Hello, Doug. (laughs) Hey, Brother Brad. Glory to God. Thank you so much for uh, having me on the program. It's such an honor, brother. Well, it's an honor to have you on, and I just thought we'd spend a little bit of time and you could kind of give us a rundown. You know, you've been a while since you've been on, and a lot of things are happening all around this uh, end of the year. Of course, it's Christmas, but man, we see so many challenges, and we just wonder, as civilians, that's what I am. What's happening with the police department now, and what's what can we do? And just give us a rundown, Doug. Kind of what's happening. Well, Brad, first and foremost, I just really uh, uh, have to express my. My gratitude. Uh, my, my mom always taught me, don't forget to say thank you. And, you know, uh, to all your your listeners out there, uh, Hope for Heroes specifically, thank you so much uh, for your prayers and support for uh, law enforcement, for firefighters as well, all your first responders that are they're out there working really, really hard uh, uh, day in and day out uh, to keep uh, uh, your families, my family, to keep everybody safe to the uh, best of our abilities. And, uh, you know, it's no secret that our, our world is is getting uh, darker and darker and people are uh, having more of a propensity for, for violent acts, uh, it's, it seems so. And so, uh, but, you know, when, when, when things get darker in our world, uh, that's an opportunity for us to turn the high beams on. Now, don't turn your high beams on when you're driving <laughs> through San Antonio. Okay? Right. <laughs> and, but uh, but uh, and as, when I talk about high beams, I'm talking about letting your light shine even brighter in these uh, dark and challenging times because though you mostly hear about the uh, bad stuff that are going on, there are still a lot of great things that are happening that police officers are encountering people in their darkest moments and having conversations with them and changing the trajectory of their lives. And that's why I love law enforcement so much. I consider it the Lord's work. Uh, I am uh, madly in love with police officers. I've been that way ever since I was a little boy because I knew there's something special about these men men and women that they would run into the danger. But we're also not exempt from the the trauma uh, and the impact of the darkness that we're exposed to and that it has on us personally and that it has on our families. And so uh, 
here in the past couple of years, uh, suicide has been the 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 number one killer of law enforcement as opposed to being killed in the line of duty. And uh, unfortunately, we've had a significant number uh, on our department, uh, all of them uh, uh, very, very heartbreaking. And uh, even one uh, that was very uh, uh, intimate to me, uh, our last one, well, Officer Jordan Hammond, very, very good friend of mine. And uh, and so this has uh, touched me uh, uh, personally and still going through the grieving process. But if it wasn't for uh, good people like you, Brad, and Hope for Heroes and uh, uh, my family, my church family uh, surrounding us, supporting us, uh, just reminding us that you're not alone uh, has really helped us get through uh, these times. And so and that's how the devil works. He wants to get you in isolation, wants you to, to, to try to convince you that you're by yourself in hard times and that's where he gets you but uh, uh but uh, everybody has been very very supportive uh and i just really want to express my sincere gratitude to everybody out there well we sure want to thank you doug i was at the funeral the last uh the funeral that you did you know you've done some preaching over at cbc church it was unbelievable just a message from the police to uh to all of us and then you did, you know, you conducted and and uh, did the funeral for Jordan Hammond. And I'll tell you what, you were amazing. The Lord spoke through you and really healed a lot of people. So I want to thank you for all you do. How many suicides, Doug, has there been in just SAPD in the last six or eight months? Well, we've had about uh, uh, six uh, suicides, uh, you know, and uh, most of those were active. We did have two uh, retired officers and, uh, you know, that I know that's, he got active and retired, but they're still very much, even after retirement, they're still very much a part of our family. Sure. It's still very much counted. Uh, and it's still a shock to us, you know, when, uh, when that happened. But, uh, uh, we, uh, cannot recall a time, uh, that we've had this many within a short time span. And, uh, uh and I've also just recently t- spoke with the, you know, Houston police department as well, who has experienced a significant amount. So this is something that's going on nationwide. Uh, with your uh, your 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 local police departments, it's just uh, not not to say specifically it, it's the job, but the job is a is an added factor to some personal things that go on in officers' lives. I think people forget <laughs> that that yeah. we uh, that we're 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 moms uh, moms and dads and husbands and wives and we have our uh, families and so forth. And it's not just working the job all the time, but uh, we're not exempt from those issues uh, that life throws at us. But, but being a police officer and the trauma that we see can amplify uh, the stress uh, that we are exposed to. Well, and that's absolutely right. I know the statistics, you know, someone like me, say a, a regular civilian might see two, three, maybe four in my whole lifetime of some terrible trauma from parents dying or some you experienced something, but you guys are five or 600 in your careers, which is just unreal. And so I know the mental health is a big thing now. And, and I'm just, you know, we want to do so much at hope for heroes to send the people to where, you know, they should be some ideas where they could go or who they need to talk to. We're not there to do any counseling, but we, as civilians out here, we've just got to realize what these, what you officers go through. I mean, you were called to do this job, obviously, because if you look at the facts, you're nuts. Who in the heck's going to want to do this? You know, (laughs) the pay and the stress and the divorce rate and then the suicide. I mean, just the trauma. And then you got people throwing rocks at you and, you know, you call, but then you call 911 and you're sure praying and hoping to God they make it, you know, but, uh, but no, it's, uh, 
you know, as civilians, Doug, what can we do? I mean, now you're an infant. Let me ask you a quick question. I'm sorry. What, what got you into law enforcement? Why did you want to, how did that, your career start? Well, you know, people ask me that all the time. And I, I got a first and foremost, it was all in God's, you know, plans uh, for, for me. Uh, you know, I, and, and the only thing I can, I can really tell you at, at an early age, uh, I was able to recognize the importance of uh, first responders, you know, and every time I would hear a siren, I was intrigued. I, I, uh, uh, I knew that these uh, men and women were responding to an emergency and I knew that they were going to danger. And I was like, wow, that takes a significant amount of courage. I was just really uh, impressed with that. And uh, uh, so as I was growing up, you know, uh, to be honest with you, uh, Brad, I, I didn't really think, even though I love men and women and uh, the first responders, I didn't think I had enough courage to be a first responder. And then later I found out that my, my great-grandmother was a Los Angeles police officer. Oh, really? Uh, and so, yeah, from 1946 to 1956. And uh, uh, and so I was that even uh, gave me a little bit more ambition, a little bit more courage. And then it was just over a course of time that God started working on my heart. And I think every officer, and, and, and I would encourage your listeners, if you get a chance uh, in a more, you know, maybe a slow down pace environment that you get to encounter an officer, ask them this, the same question that Brad just asked me. It's a great question. Why did you become a police officer? Everybody has a, has a different answer, but it all boils down to one thing is that we love to serve and protect. And it's that love that God has placed in our heart. Uh, but the question that we have to ask ourselves are we willing to lay our lives on the line for complete strangers? Yes. Are we willing to leave uh, our children without a parent, our spouses, uh, without a husband or a wife? Can you do that in this job? And uh, and and uh, it's like you said, Brad. Are you guys nuts? It was a confident yeah. yes for me because I, I uh, growing up, I just never, uh, I didn't, I did not like bullies. I did not see if I saw somebody who. Uh, was disabled or just uh, uh, didn't have the means of defending themselves and someone would get picked on them. I just have this craving to step in and help, you know? And so it's just something that's in us. Uh, and so when people ask, Hey, when did you start your training? When you actually, as a police officer, you actually started your training the day that you were born, Yeah, you know, all the see. encounters and, and my mom, let me tell you, she, she was tough. That was the best field training <laughs> officer that I had. You know, she taught me uh, to uh, first and foremost to love the Lord and then, to, and then to love people, treat everybody with respect. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, at that point, that's when I decided, you know, God, uh, you, you've given me the sign. My heart is ready. And uh, I've always had this admiration for the the people, the city of San Antonio and the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> and so that's when I put in my application for SAPD and, and made my way in. And, uh, and let me tell you, I just I'm madly in love with the men and women of SAPD. This is this is this is not just co-workers here. These these are my brothers and sisters. It's my family. Lord knows it ain't no easy task keeping us safe. Under the weight of the badge. Folks, if you haven't been to a Hope for Heroes greeting, you're probably wondering what it's all about. What we do is get an officer and their family from around the state of Texas. They come into town. They have a free room here at the Bevy Hotel. They know they're getting that, and they're going to get a gift card for the town. 
They pull in, but they have no idea when they pull up to the front lobby that inside that lobby is a ton of people just waiting for them. The reason is, is we care so much about what our heroes do and how special they are that when they walk in that lobby, oh my word, they get blasted with how much we love them, how special they are. And of course, the people that are showing up, they show up at 9.30 in the morning, get some breakfast tacos and some coffee and just fellowship until the officers get there. And it's an experience that you're not going to want to miss. Let's get back to our hero carrying the weight of the badge. Kids by his bed. He said, I'm gonna be well, how have you seen the last 12 years change in San Antonio? Yeah, you know, uh, so I will say that San Antonio has always been consistent uh, for the most part on uh, uh, supporting uh, the law enforcement. First and foremost, it's Military City USA. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the, the families that live here, the people that live here know the uh, the importance of service and uh, respect and sacrifice. And so I think that pours into uh, their support and understanding of their uh, of their police department here in San Antonio. Uh, but I am seeing, like I said, things are starting to get darker and darker. People are more uh, apt to uh, to violent acts. And I'm seeing it slowly but surely wear on uh, the uh, the first responders uh, in all of these uh, uh, violent situations that they are having to respond to. And, and as I've mentioned before, and hope for heroes to the good people there, as I've mentioned before at Officer Hammond's uh, funeral, the, the thin blue line is definitely bending, uh, mm-hmm. but it's not going to break. I absolutely believe that the, the God is on our side. Like I said, this is the Lord's work. And God said that, that the, Jesus said that the way is narrow. Uh, he also said if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. Uh, but we just have mm-hmm. to stand firm, keep our eyes. And remember, and I always tell the guys and the ladies, remember who you work for. Uh, yes, we have, a, uh, we have a great chief. We have a great city to work for. But at the end of the day, the good Lord called you to do the Lord's work in this capacity as a law enforcement officer. You have to stay in communication with him. His door is always open. That's a chief's door that you can. You can knock on anytime. He'll say, That's "Come right. on, man, let's talk." You know? Amen. You know, and he's your, he's, he's, your, he's also your dispatcher. He's your cover. He's your everything in this job. And so, as I'm seeing things getting darker, I am seeing more and more officers start to recognize that and becoming stronger in their faith, becoming more centered uh, with the God that loves them and uh and that's who they serve and i'm starting to see some beautiful things in, in our department as well well that's and you know that's that's really special doug and you know what you do what exactly is a community engagement officer how, because i know that's really important to engage with the public but how do you how do you do that what's it what is it detail well you know detail. it's actually being being presence is actually more of a proactive role in policing. You know, when you think of a police officer, police officer you think of reactive, but we're constantly responding to situations and calls for services and so forth. But uh, community engagement is more of being more on the proactive side and meeting with people in the community, going to the schools, uh, working with nonprofit organizations and, and uh, for-profit organizations, uh, and also meeting with people uh, in the neighborhood to, who really care about their neighborhood. Uh, and, and want to see a change, you know, want to see it improve. And so what, the thing that I love the most, yes, I love town hall meetings and, and big groups and so forth, but I love to have just a one-on-one with people who they were born and raised in that neighborhood. They love their neighborhood. And I just like to listen to them and hear from them on what they like to see change, what we as a police officer, uh, as police, as their law enforcement uh, agency, what we can do better to help serve them. But also with the understanding, I, I think, Brad, that people put a little just a little bit too much 
on law enforcement to think that we are the one-all be-all as far as a solution. It takes a community coming together to help address these these uh, solutions. So uh, community engagement is mainly a proactive uh, approach to uh, building relationships, making the uh, community safe, uh, reminding our community that we are there to uh, uh, not only protect them, but to serve them as well. Do you have any, um, do you have any examples, Doug, of maybe some distraught or somebody was upset with the city and you kind of stepped in and brought them together? I mean, not names, yeah. but I mean, how, how, give us a story. Tell me something, how that works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Without, without, uh, you know, giving any, uh, any, any names and respect for privacy, we did have an, had an individual that was actually marching in the protest, uh, back a few years ago, the protest, uh, after the uh, uh, George Floyd incident and uh, all over the, over the country. And we had a particular individual that was uh, in the protest. I mean, he had the bullhorn and he was saying all kinds of uh, derogatory stuff uh, towards uh, police officers. And uh, I, I felt God calling me to go into the march. I mean, go right into the thick of it in full uniform and march with these folks in, a, in, a, in, a, in an attempt to try and learn more and see what can I take back to the SAPD that we can do better for them. And uh, I ended up uh, meeting this individual, and uh, and we uh, we made arrangements to sit down and talk. And I got the other officers involved. And what we did was uh, we we actually had the opportunity to run this individual through a scenario of we allowed him to play the police officer making the traffic stop, and we played the driver, and uh, and and we were able to show how quickly things can can escalate oh, wow. <laughs> on a simple traffic stop. And 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 once he. Uh, experienced that it was an eye opener, and then we uh, we put him through a, a shoot don't shoot scenario where you're just simply responding to a suspicious person uh, in a, in a in a dark neighborhood, and this we get these calls all the time, and that's all the information you have. You just this person looks suspicious, and we can't tell the person who's calling for us to check it out. Sorry, uh, suspicious is not enough for us. We're not going to go see. We have to respond, and uh, sometimes individuals have their hands in their pockets. And uh, the, we have to get control of those hands. We have to see the hands in order for our safety. And so when we put this particular person through the scenario, uh, and he was a police officer, he was giving us commands, hey, uh, sir, you need to take your hands out of your pocket. And I was refusing to take my hands out of my pocket. He started to get very upset. And so I quickly took my hands out of my pocket and, and gestured like I was pointing something at him. You know, we, of course, we gave him a fake gun. What he didn't realize was <laughs> yeah. I had a cell phone in my hand. I didn't have a gun yeah. that I was pointing. It was a cell phone that I pulled out of my pocket, but I was being in an aggressive manner and he ended up shooting me. So it, it made for some good conversation. Okay. Now, this is not to say that, listen, us, us police officers are not perfect. So we talk about that. But at the end of the day, Brad, uh, even though we may not agree, we both have an understanding and even a level of respect for each other. Now there comes the healing and there goes the movement forward. So now he is a, he's an advocate for us. Yeah. You know, that's in, fantastic. In yeah. Yeah. So it's a beautiful thing that we get to experience with this proactive approach. Well, that's really needed for you to go. And that just takes, I'll tell you that to walk into the protest full in uniform, you know, that was just fantastic of how you dealt with that. Of course, the Holy Spirit's walking right along with you. So it's, uh, yes, you're in good shape on that one. But doggone, that's something that's really important. And that is, uh, I know you've done that with so many different areas. And really, you know, we don't realize the training you guys go through either. My gosh, I don't, I mean, I've ridden, you know, I ride out with you guys a lot of times up here in Bernie. And, and uh, man, it's really interesting. You're counselors and you're, you de-escalate and you help. I mean, there's so many areas our officers do that people don't realize 
you're not just pulling somebody over, giving them a ticket. I mean, that's, right. that's really not how it works. So, no. um, you know, as the community and hope for heroes loves you. I mean, you know, we, that's what we do is we want to just bring our heroes in and show them how much we love them and sh let them know that uh, we do care because we do. What can us civilians out here, the guys just regular every day, you know, we want to support you and we want to, uh, you know, we want to do something that can show our love for you guys. What exactly can we do when we see officers or, or encounter you guys? What do you think is the best scenario for us to deal with? Well, you know, it, it always has to be tangible, tangible and, and visual for police officers. We are constantly dealing with the, with, we're having human interactions, you know, uh, uh, you know, eight to 10 hours a day, even the slightest little wave, even a little smile towards an officer. I mean, just really soft is the heart. It helps break that mundane uh, routine of dealing with people that are under stress. And, and sometimes they're taking out their emotions on us. And I just love, love, love going to the greetings uh, at Hope for Heroes. There's just so much healing there. And it's not it's not just the officers that are feeling the love, but there's the people that are taking part uh, of in it sure. are also, that love is spilling on them. And, and then we just kind of grow closer together as a community and a family. So I highly encourage your listeners to uh, get engaged in, in, in those greetings. But also, you know, we love children. There's power in children. Jesus said the greatest in the kingdom are the children. If you can have your children, just if they can make posters, a little cards, color, you know, uh, make, you know, any little arts and crafts, any of those little things from children, oh, let me tell you, that really sinks into a uh, officer's heart, really softens it up, really encourages us. And uh, so that's one thing that I always encourage people to do. We love to, to, to get those kind of gifts and, and uh, be, when you say thank you for your service, uh, it does, it does really go a long way. It means a lot. And the, and the officers are really humble. You know, they are. But And yeah. they'll say, hey, you know, it's just my job. But no, they do. We do need to hear it. We need to see it. That's important. Because like I said, it can be a very lonely place uh, sometime being oh, in, this, yes. in this line of work. Well, you know, we've yeah. been doing up here uh, Coke floats with cops up here oh, at the man. ice cream place on the second Wednesday of every month except for we'll start next year. But, yeah, it's really amazing. So we had over 200 show up last wow. month. And they all sat there with the cops and they were playing video games and talking to them <laughs> and hanging out with them. And it was really neat to get, a, you know, I was getting photos with five or six kids around yeah. an officer. And they really start realizing that officers are just people, too, uh, yes. doing an incredible job. But, you know, and when you come to Hope for Heroes, folks, you'll see as these families walk in, you had you if you just look at them, you have no idea they're cops. They're just right. everyday people doing an incredible yes. job. So. Wow. Well, I want to thank you, Doug Green. I know you've got so many things going on. You're super busy, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to um, spend a few minutes with us here at uh, Hope for Heroes and the weight of the badge, because you carry the weight of the badge every day, and I, we don't take that lightly. I mean, from firefighters, EMTs, I mean, yes. to anybody who wears a badge, there's a weight on that badge when you put it on, and yes. um, you take that on your shoulders, and we just... We thank God that you're out there, Doug, protecting us and being part of the community and making things happen. And Hope for Heroes, you got a special place in our heart. So I want to thank Hope you. Love Hope for Heroes. I love Hope for Heroes. Thank you guys so much for your prayers and your support. Brad specifically wanted to thank you. Like you said, you're a good friend of mine. And when I was going through my hard time, you made a phone call. You made it a point to, to, to be there for me. I know you didn't have to do that, but you did. And let me tell you, that just goes a long way. I will I will uh, cherish that for the rest of my life. Thank you. Well, thank you, Doug. You're a blessing to us all. So 
We'll catch you again, folks, on another episode of Hope for Heroes, the Weight of the Badge podcast. Thank you for joining us today. And again, if you get a chance to uh, come to an event, a greeting, just go on our website and check it out. And uh, just remember, when you hear this sound, pull over, man, and this be kind. Okay. <laughs> I just got that little thing. I could take this all over the place. But uh, God bless you, Doug. We love you. And we'll see you again, my brother. Hey, so glad you joined me today. Now, you're going to want to follow us because we've got some upcoming episodes that you're not going to want to miss. See you then. Of the bad.